Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. According to Fox 35 Orlando, a very special three-year-old Lab Shepherd mixed dog is living with the new family. This family is named the Walkers. The Walker family has a daughter named Jordan, a wife named Casey, and a husband named Steve. Steve Walker is blind and a former Marine. The family's new dog named Louie, who also has a new name, Murphy, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is also blind. Murphy became blind after his eyes were removed due to an untreated bad infection. Jessica Girk of the Helen Woodward Animal Center joins us to talk about Steve and especially Murphy. The Helen Woodward Animal Center, based out of San Diego, helped pair Murphy with the walkers. Steve and Murphy and also Jessica join us to talk about Steve and his new dog. Hi, everyone. Hi, thanks for having us. Everybody, tell us about yourselves. Why don't you go first, Jessica? Ladies first. Oh, ladies first. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My name is Jessica Girk. As you said, I'm the PR director here at Helen Woodward Animal Center, and I have been working uh, with Helen Woodward Animal Center for about nine years. Uh, The center itself has been here since 1972. We have 14 unique programs, all dedicated towards the mission of people helping animals, animals helping people. And this job is my favorite job I've ever had. Um, We have, of course, adoptions. We have humane education. We have therapeutic horseback riding and pet encounter therapy, where we bring the unconditional love of pets into convalescent centers and different facilities where we can uh, bring that wonderful love that pets give us. We have an animals program where we we provide pet food to the pets of homebound elderly people. Um, I could go on and on with the center, but I do have to say it truly is uh, an incredible gift to get to work here and an even greater gift to meet animals like Louie and families like the Walker family. So it has been my delight to get to know them over the last couple months. What a delight it is. Steve, tell us about your life as a former Marine and how you became blind. Sure. Yeah. I, I had the pleasure and honor of serving in the Marine Corps from 2000 to 2004. And um, I was actually a Fairly young Marine. I joined the Marine Corps at 17 and enlisted at 17. So um, about a year in, I was having some trouble in the field. Um, I was stationed in San Diego for most of my enlistment. So in Camp Pendleton and uh, at the rifle range and places like that out in the field. I just noticed that my reaction time was a lot slower than the rest of the Marines. I was doing really good during the day but um, I just couldn't quite put my finger on what the problem was. Um, A few eye exams and some uh, trips to the optometrist and then the ophthalmologist, which I didn't know what the difference was at the time. Um, Basically, they they diagnosed me with a condition called retinitis pigmentosa, which gradually takes your vision away little by little. It's different for everybody, but for the most part, it's pretty gradual. And roughly 20 years later, I've lost somewhere in the neighborhood of probably If I had to put a number on it, about 97% of my vision, I have about a little tiny straw out of my left eye, but I'm still very active. And um, what else can I tell you? 
and yeah, I'm, I'm honored to represent my family. My wife and my daughter were instrumental in bringing Louie, who's now Murphy, into our lives. And we're very thankful to the Helen Woodward Animal Center and every, all the supporters and the volunteers and the staff at the center um, for bringing him into our lives. He's been here for about three weeks and I'll, I'm sure we're gonna talk about it, but it's been wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's get back to the animals. <laughs> Jessica, what's the Helen Woodward Animal Center? Uh, well, as Ann mentioned, it's, uh, it, it's been around since 1972, and we have so many different programs here. Um, when it began in 1972, Helen Woodward, who left this property um, to us and said that she liked animals better than people, she had two programs. One was adoptions and one was humane education. She felt that the best way to change the world for animals was to start with the kids because she felt like kids um, learn and they can learn compassion for all living creatures and if adults don't like animals it's usually hard to get them to change their mind um, so that program has thousands of kids go through every year we see them come back and become um, they want to work in the program as, as camp counselors and then eventually a lot of them go on to veterinary school and work with animals themselves and uh, we have great hopes that um, programs like these uh, here and across the world will start uh, uh, opening up everybody's eyes to how wonderful every living creature is and how many gifts they can give us. Even if they're not humans, they actually provide so much to us and, and we're very fortunate to get to work with them. Jessica, how did you first learn about Murphy and, and take him into your shelter? Yeah, so 90% of the animals that come to Helen Woodward Animal Center come to us um, from partner organizations, um, rescue groups that pull them from high kill or overburden shelters. We receive animals from all over the country, from Texas to Louisiana to Arizona and Utah. Um, so they come to us from a number of different places. Louie came to us um, in mid-December uh, December 20th, actually, I know the date that he arrived. Um, and he was pulled by another organization um, who had pulled him from another facility. And um, Louis had a very sad story. And when he arrived, he had, um, he was missing both of his eyes, they had been removed. And he was a very, very, very sad puppy. And we knew immediately, he was a very gentle creature. And we knew immediately we wanted to try to find out as much as we could about his backstory and do everything we could to find him the perfect family. Well, I understand the story went like this. Murphy was hit <laughs> by a car. He broke his leg. The original owners of Murphy, they became unwilling to take care of him and surrendered the canine to another shelter where Murphy received surgery immediately to repair this injured leg. Jessica, how did his story go viral and how did your shelter receive 12,000 bucks in a day? Do well, this big you know, news. Yeah, you know, Murphy really touched a lot of hearts and the thing about Murphy is this is a three-year-old dog that has a whole life ahead of him and through absolutely no fault of his own now has a limp on one of his legs and has no eyes. And, you know, a lot of people have asked, was this abuse? And my answer to that is 
it was severe neglect that ultimately results in abuse. Because if the family had treated his eyes, if they had treated his leg, um, so he would be a healthy dog running around and able to see. Um, so Louis, I mean, animals in general are incredible because they overcome things that as human beings, a lot of times we have challenges overcoming and they're willing to move forward. But you could tell that Louis was dealing with a very severe sadness because his uh, challenges, you know, I've seen animals come to us and they're born blind or they have problems and they have to have their, you know, eyes removed or AI removed almost immediately. Louis had lived three years of his life with his legs and his eyes. And so he was really learning to deal with what humankind had kind of uh, left him with, what we had, what had been dealt to him. And animals amaze me because their willingness to forgive and love and learn and move forward every day, it makes me want to be a better person. Um, so I was, we were seeing him uh, deal with these terrible challenges and still leaning against us, giving us love, sitting in our laps. And I think that that story reached a lot of people because um, it, it is so devastating and he is so amazing. And the kindness he was showing everybody despite what had happened to him, just really, I don't know, it really struck a chord with people. And we were getting calls and emails and uh, donations. And I mean, there's still, we still have emails coming. I mean, um, letters arriving in the mail that say to Louie with a, like a, a $10 check and people just specifically, they, they really were moved by his story. They wanted to do something to help. And um, we had people calling from the Philippines and France and um, Turkey. And I mean, it's, it was unbelievable the way the story took off. People wrote about it, People Magazine. Um, it got onto Yahoo. And then from there, it just kind of exploded. So yeah, his story really, really touched people's hearts. <clears throat> so Steve, what do you and your family and Murphy do together? I'm sure that includes playing fetch and taking those important daily walks, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're 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 still working on the fetch part. That's a little tricky, but, <laughs> but the uh, the walks for sure have been a big part of Murphy thriving and really seeing his personality come out over the last three weeks that we've had him. So you know, I'm blind. Um, and with my vision loss, it's been progressive. So I can only imagine how it is for Murphy to be, to lose his vision so quickly and so abruptly. But back to your point, you know, when we go out on the walks, I give a lot of my, <clears throat> or all of my safety and my security over to who's ever with me. And that allows me just to live life like to, to its fullest. And so we've really taken that philosophy on with Murphy. So, you know, when he's out there, and it, whether he's with my daughter or my wife, Casey, you know, he, you could just see the stress coming off of him. And of course, the first couple of walks, he was hesitant and he is a little shy when, when cars uh, drive by, but every walk that we've taken him, you could, you could see his tail perk up more, his, his pace pick up a little bit faster and smelling things. I mean, you can just really see how happy he is. And that just brings a lot of happiness to us in turn. So um, eventually we have plans to get him out there, you know, like we love to paddleboard and we've paddleboarded with other dogs, um, you know, safely, of course. But, you know, we're going to take his injury into account with his leg and do whatever's safe for him. Um, but really, he, he's loving life. He loves his bed. He loves sunbathing. 
he's getting used to the house and the layout really good. And he's getting along with our other uh, pets as well. Steve, how does Murphy connect to your experience of vision loss? I mean, like, like I said, it's like when I heard about his story from, from my wife and daughter, you know, it, the connection was obviously pretty clear. Uh, me losing my vision and Murphy losing his vision. We knew that we had the resources and the lifestyle and um, really the, the real world knowledge of how to deal with vision loss. So when I see Murphy, you know, he has a wonder, just like Jessica was saying, he has a wonderful personality. He does not have a chip on his shoulder. I can only imagine whether you're a human or an animal to lose your eyes so traumatically and your eyesight, you lose your independence and your sense of uh, safety. And really he's just such a sweetheart. So um, just to see him interact with me, like, <laughs> you know, if I'm being honest, we're joking a little bit, but I'm his biggest uh, hazard in the house, but I've quickly learned to adapt because I can't see where he is. So, but I've learned to shuffle my feet and call him. And as he's getting more comfortable with me, um, we've, we've kind of found a routine on how to identify each other. And so er everything's going really good. And we're really excited to see him um, live out the rest of his life with us and bring joy to us and, and go from there. Hey, Murphy, how do you like being with your new family? You know, I asked, I asked him this question and he responded, he's really quiet. Like he doesn't bark so much at the door yet, but what he's told me, he loves it. Uh, Casey makes his food homemade because um, we have a bulldog. And so if you've ever known about bulldogs, they have a lot of allergies, but cut to your point. He loves the chow here. He loves his bed. <laughs> he loves the private yard. Um, so really, and, and the one story level, like he, he's loving everything about it. So he hasn't complained at all so far. So I noticed that Murphy shares the house with two other rescue pets. What are their names? So like I said, we have Dragon, who's a bulldog. Um, and he came from another family that was a little overwhelmed with taking care of them. Bulldogs can be notorious for the amount of uh, vet visits they have. So he was definitely not neglected, but he did need some TLC. And so, um, you know, we have Dragon. And then we have a, a, a little... Um, I forget the name of her breed. It starts with an R. It's escaping me at the moment, but we have a little bunny. She's about six pounds and she's a spitfire. Her name is Honey. And so Honey and Murphy get along fine. He, he plays a little game, like you were mentioning, Brian, go fetch. He does try to sniff for her and find her and she kind of eludes him and then comes up to him. So it's real funny to see them interact. Um, but yeah, so it's Honey, uh, the bunny and Dragon. And, and he has some good roommates to keep him company and Dragon is a typical bulldog. He's really noisy. He breathes real loud. He drags his feet. And I think actually that's calming to Murphy because he can always sense and hear where Dragon is. You can kind of hear him throughout the house. Now, that's a great combination. I mean, <laughs> yeah. a bunny named Honey, a bulldog named Dragon. <laughs> yeah. And, and Honey is a rescue as well. She, there's a little photo of her in an animal shelter. Um, she's smaller than a $1 bill. They, they actually placed the dollar bill next to her. And so we, we got her from uh, very similar to the wonderful people at Helen Woodward's Animal Center was a, a bunny foundation, a bunny world foundation that we got her from. I'm sure they must all get along together, right? They do. They, uh, this morning, um, you know, obviously when you introduce a new animal to the pack, you have to be, you know, do it the right way. But now they all take treats right next to each other, shoulder to shoulder, the bunny included. She's the boss and she gets the first treat. Um, but yeah, they're, they're getting along wonderfully. What, what do you and Murphy plan to do in the future, Steve? 
Well, like I said, we're, we're going to take it easy. Um, when we go out for his walks, uh, he is a little ginger on that lake, but it doesn't really seem to impede his um, mobility. Uh, but, you know, we're going to take him out on very easy, you know, kind of bunny slope level trails, because even for me, I don't like anything too abrasive in terms of the terrain. Um, and we'll eventually get up there out there on the paddle boards as a family. And we'll make sure that we take photos and videos for Murphy's Instagram. Um, but yeah, he, we're going to be as active as possible. Our philosophy with my vision loss is we just, it sounds a little funny, maybe the way I explain it. So bear with me, but we just try not to worry about it or let it get in the way. Of course, there are some practical measures that we have to take when you don't have eyesight. And so we're going to take those practical measures with Murphy. But for the most part, we're just going to treat him like a regular dog and just make small tweaks along the way and um, really see him enjoy life and visit our family just like we do. Like we take our dogs pretty much as if we can go there, they can go there and, and we will try to add him along. We've already added him along as a member of the family. So I'm really excited about that. Everybody, how can we learn more about Murphy in the Helen Woodward Animal Center? Well, you're going to want to go on to animalcenter.org. Um, on our media page, you'll see lots of stories about Louie, now Murphy, which I love his new name. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, he's been everywhere. In fact, we're going to be on uh, CBS. The Doctors uh, just did an interview with us. So you'll get to see him there if you're watch if you ever watch that show. Um, if you look online or you look at People Magazine, you can see more information about it. Um, he his story is incredible. And, um, you know, we see amazing animals every day. But truly, in my nine years here, this story to me is one that the public's reaction to it was the strongest I've seen. And the ability to find the Walker family and the, they're truly an exceptional uh, family of people that really do live life to the fullest. Um, and provide, oh, I hear's I, Dragon might be barking over there. <laughs> I actually knocked the desk, sorry about that. No, that's quite all right. But, um, that is such a, a beautiful love story and a happy ending to find these incredible people to to provide Louie a life that's going to be so full. Sorry, Murphy. Uh, Louie is his former name. Murphy's sure, sure. his, his new name. And um, and he's just living such a gorgeous life now. And it's just um, something we all dreamt of and we're so happy to see. So, yeah, you can find his story pretty much everywhere if you look it up. So. All right. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you both on today, and we hope that Murphy, formerly Louie, and the Walkers <laughs> continue to bond for years to come. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank Thanks, you. Brian. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website at Speaking Out for the Blind. .weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash uh dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at speaking dash out dash four dash uh dash blind dot pinecast dot co 
That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Are you a blind or visually impaired musician? Have you composed, arranged, or performed music? On the ACB Radio Cafe, we are always looking for new music composed, arranged, or performed by blind and visually impaired artists. If you would like to submit your music to be played on the ACB Radio Cafe, email us at support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. We will give you a location to put your music so that it can be put in the ACB Radio Cafe so that listeners from all over the world can hear your music. It's the ACB Radio Cafe, showcasing blind and visually impaired musicians. The American Council of the Blind plays an important role in the daily lives of blind and visually impaired individuals all over the country. Whether it's making products and services more accessible for the blind, advocating for appropriate education for blind students, issuing scholarships to deserving college students, fighting for accessible currency, along with a host of other issues, it takes contributions from all of us. You can help by joining the Monthly Monetary Support Program, MMS. It's a great opportunity for members and friends to make sure these efforts continue. What ACB does enhances all of our lives. For more information, go to our website, acb.org, click on the donations link, go to the MMS tab, and enter. Or call 612-332-3242. That's 518-906-1820. To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Remember BPI? Oh yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB. Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? Do tell. Their own show. It's called Pride Connection. That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community? This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome. So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection? Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, technology to advocacy. So when will Pride Connection take place? Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on On ACB ACB Radio Radio Mainstream. Mainstream. 
You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream. Learn more about us at our website, www.acbradio.org.